ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, this week I sit down with Alan Yates. We get into a new hunter's perspective. Uh, reality versus what he thought, uh, the community, and how hunting's impacted his life thus far. Enjoy the episode. So we're on with Mr. Alan Yates, my buddy. I uh, like to refer to him as Shakes, <laughs> although he hasn't <laughs> caught too many yet, man. Alan, what's up, bud? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. So we'll drop into it, man. We got uh, it's a busy evening uh, here on the West Coast and the East Coast for both of us. So let's get into it, man. Give us a little bit of intro and some background on yourself. Yeah, man. So uh, my name is Alan Yates. I'm a uh, 38-year-old husband and father. Uh, I currently reside in Chicago, um, originally from the Northeast, the Boston area. And I uh, just got myself into bow hunting. Picked up a bow about seven months ago now. Uh, it's kind of been a, a lifelong dream. Um, the life kind of waking up on Saturdays as a kid, not necessarily watching the cartoons and, uh, as, as much as I would watch like the bass shows or the hunting shows and the bow hunting shows and just kind of always had a knack for loving the outdoors, uh, access to the outdoors was a different thing growing up. Uh, we had a little bit of intro, but didn't really, uh, spend a lot of time kind of in the woods or things like that growing up in the city, but. Yeah, you know, kind of one of those things where, you know, there's only so many of those 30-minute shows that you can watch before you finally just sit there and realize, you know, it's something I can do. So decided to pull the trigger. Like I said, at 38 years old, uh, bought my first bow and decided to turn one of those 30-minute shows into my reality. Heck yeah, man. It, Nothing like it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's the kind of long and the short of it is, uh, you know, I've been, been loving it my whole life and decided to pull the trigger. You know, it's... Uh, it's something I know I can do. Like you and I have discussed before, it's it's something I know I'm built for. Right. There's so. a, and, and yes, I always say I sound cliche, but I mean, there's a, there's a calling for it, right? It's not for everybody, 
Um, but that calling, it, it, it's something that you just have to answer. Like you can't, you can't ignore that forever. There's no, there's no freaking way that you're ignoring that, man. That I don't know no. if some primal, primal urge or what that is, you know. It is. Uh, it it is, and it's in it's in male and female, and it's 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 in definitely a certain type of person. Uh, you you realize, or, or from someone who's on the outside coming in at later in in life, and uh, you know someone who's been through life and lived in a lot of places, it uh it it definitely is a primal thing. It definitely is a certain type of person. You got to almost be the alpha in your own self, and that and that could be male or female, but. It's definitely a calling that uh, I actually I couldn't I couldn't ignore anymore. I just couldn't, and that's the reason why I just I decided to walk into an archery store one day, and you know I looked at this little girl, and I was like, "Hey, I, I'm uh, I've never shot a bow before. You know, I've been in the military. I've shot a lot of weapons and what have you." And looked at us, I never shot a bow, and I had never. I I I shot one bow when I was I might have been like seven or eight years old one time in like some summer camp. But I literally had never shot a bow up until seven months ago. That's crazy. So, so but I, sorry, man, yeah. I didn't cut you off. No, good. Um, so I usually, you know, ask ask folks to talk about their their previous season. In this case, it'd be twenty eighteen. So why don't you just give us some of that? I mean, you're explaining it, but what? Why hunting? Right? Why why walk into that archery shop um, and, and start to go down that road? Um, what what finally right. forced you to do it? So, uh, uh, a few things. I, I've always, the last couple of years of my life, as my children got older uh, and living in Illinois, you realize that that Illinois has a lot of, a lot of nice, um, like nature preserves and a lot of woodland area. Chicago's uh, not all city. So, in the last couple of years, I've spent a lot more time out in the woods. I've had a lot more uh, time for myself and my wife to do a couple of things. So. And doing it, we started seeing a lot of deer, started uh, being out in nature more, started taking photos of them. And uh, and then I'd, I would go home from there and on the way home, I would call her and be like, hey, babe, you know, what's for dinner? And like, stop at the store and grab some some pork, some chicken, some beef, right? It's like, but there's pork, there's chicken, there's beef. I feel like it's just the same repetition. It's just a matter of which way you're going to cook it, but it's the same thing. And then where I live at, you know, some of this food is... You, you walk into the meat store and you're looking at it and the packages are, you know, they're just sitting there and they're all just what looks like they're thrown together, you know? And it's just kind of one of those things where I would go and I would watch these shows and I would talk to uh, some of the people, like as I started to get on the Instagram about hunting and, you know, these guys are feeding their families food that they have, uh, you know, harvested by their own hands. They're, they're the ones eating organic. You know, the, the hunters are the true organics. The farmers are the true organics. Except hunters just don't go home and beat in their chest and, and, and scream to the world, I'm a hunter, look at me, eat organic. But you guys are the ones <laughs> that, that, you know, there's, you guys don't go home and, and promo yourselves, you know? But, like, you guys are the ones that are truly feeding your family some of the most organic food on the planet. So I, I'm thinking to myself, right, here I am going through, let, let's say, a 2018 with, you know, lots of hikes in the woods. Lots of uh, camps, lots of things like that. And I'm seeing deer and I'm watching shows. I'm seeing deer, I'm watching shows. I'm driving back to the store. And I got sick of that routine. I thought, if I'm close enough to take these pictures of deer, I know I can shoot a deer. I know I can. You know, why not take this? 
this photo and this being so close into a reality and stop, stop kind of complaining about the meat that I don't like buying from the stores here and go produce my own. And that calling, like we just were talking about a minute ago, finally clicked in. I had a moment where I just didn't want to buy the store meat. I knew I can do it. And I just had to figure out what the seasons were. And that's what led me into like watching the fall time shows and realizing that I, I, I was a little bit too late to get into it in 2018. But I was going to dog on show, be ready for that next upcoming season. And that's what led me into buying my bow six, seven months ago. So I could, you know, not, I knew I wasn't going to hunt in 2018, but I knew I could start prepping. Right. And get- I knew I could get my bow and start making this dream of, you know, watching these 30 minute shows my reality, if that makes sense. No, absolutely, man. I mean, that that is a lot of how a lot of us get started, right? I started, you know, we'll call it later in life. I'm not going to say that that other phrase. It drives me crazy. Um, but that, I mean, that was me, right? I used to, to camp and fish like a madman and, you know, same thing, watching the shows and, you know, going, man, that, you know, something about that, something about that. And it was, you know, you know what? I got the opportunity to do this now. I'm, I'm on it. It's, uh, in my opinion, one of the best decisions that, uh, anyone could make. So, yeah, like I said, man, I think I think a lot of us start that way. But uh, again, you know, one of the best decisions that, uh, in my opinion, one of the best decisions that uh, anybody can make is to get out there and uh, enjoy the outdoors and the pursuit, man, chasing these animals. It's it's unbelievable. I agree. It's about the journey. It's about the the, the whole process. It's an amazing feeling. It's something to uh, it's something to be said going through this process. I can I can say that. So, so with that being said, it kind of parlays us into something that I don't want to say it drives me crazy, but I, I at times get a little bit frustrated by it. So new hunter perspective, right? There's a lot of information and I think I've probably brought this up to you previously, but there's a lot of information out there, good information, right? And, and it's all available via our fingertips for the most part, right? You know, you get on YouTube, you get on social media. Um, there, there's just a ton of stuff that in my opinion, as a new hunter, you go, Oh man, I can, I can knock this shit out of the park, right? I can get out. I can go do this, but then to put boots on the ground, there is a lot that a new hunter is not getting when you're watching that 30 minute TV show, like you said, right? So give us a little perspective because you actually went out, you went down to Texas a couple weeks ago um, and, and were finally able to get boots on the ground and, and be in that scenario and get some takeaway from the information to boots on the ground. So give us a little bit, give us the real talk when it comes to that there. Right. So reality versus, you know, the, the TV show is, quite different. It's a, uh, there's a lot more work that goes into actually being able to consider putting boots on the ground from understanding, you know, yourself to being able to, you know, like we had talked about before you and I, um, at some point, you know, you gotta, you gotta become a shooter before you can become a hunter. You got, and you gotta know your product. So there's a lot to learn as far as getting yourself ready with your, your, your tools of the trade, shall you say. 
so that was a big learning lesson for me was to understand what I needed, what I needed things for. Um, because a lot of the, a lot of times when you're watching the shows and you're watching the YouTubes and, you know, it does drive me nuts, but you know, I'm going to piggyback off what you said a little bit, but that push button learning stuff kind of drives me nuts. Hence the reason why I didn't have social media or look up YouTube things before, but you kind of need that to know, you know, a little bit, but what they didn't show you was the detail stuff about what type of knife, how many knives, what type of backpack, what type of, you know, did you need a, a camel back? Um, you, you know, just what type of broadheads and things like that. So I learned that it took a lot of patience and a lot of learning. Things weren't going to happen as fast as I wanted those wanted things to happen. And that was kind of my first reality was that this takes time. This is a lifestyle change. This isn't just a, a glitch opportunity that you can fulfill inside of a weekend because you watched a couple of YouTube videos. It's just not going to happen. So after learning my bow and after learning myself, I decided to uh, to reach out to a few people and, and ask about some upcoming hunts. And I got with Colin uh, from Activate the Hunt. And uh, he offered me a chance to come down and do a guided hog hunt down in Texas. So I got super stoked and jumped in the car and drove myself uh, about 18 hours. Had a friend of mine from Utah, uh, Kevin, come meet us down there and got my first chance to go hunting. And you know, you wake up that morning and you go, you go to bed the night before and you're jacked up. You put all this work into it. And you don't know if you've done everything. You don't know if you're missing something. But when I got down there, I realized that uh, it, it's, it's a lot more exciting. There's a lot more adrenaline. There's a lot more thought. There's a lot more emotion that goes into it. And these are the things that you can't understand from the six-minute YouTube clips, seven-minute YouTube clips. There's a lot of heart and emotion that you hunters, us hunters, however we phrase it, put into, you know, this moment, that moment of waking up that morning, the, the day of your hunt and going and sitting in your blind or going on your spot stock and putting into it because a day happens so fast. So when I got out to Texas, my first morning, we walked into the blind and uh, I realized that, you know, that sun came up fast. That wind was blowing a lot stronger. You know, my scent control, I was sweating a lot more than I thought I was <laughs> like, you know, and, and things just weren't going exactly the way that they were supposed to. Not that the guide was wrong, not that the setup was wrong, but like, man, I didn't know I was supposed to sweat the way I was carrying two backpacks and, and face mask and my bow and gloves and, 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 and Texas heat. But, you know, like I, I had talked about scent control, but you know, you don't realize it's here in the moment and that wind is swelling around at 10, 12, 14 miles an hour and it's not supposed to be, right? And you're like, well, man, I, it's the, the wind's moving all around. And next thing you know, in the midst of figuring all that out, here comes the couple of the animals that you hunted. And you, all of a sudden, you got to go into lockdown mode. You got to go into like, ready? Let's go. You know, and things just happen fast. So the one thing, I, if I could, for a new, from a, from a new hunter, young or old, you know, get ready to, to understand how fast things happen and how slow things happen and be prepared to just put a lot of time and effort into sitting, learning and understanding because Texas was the best thing that could happen to me. I got a chance to see animals. I got a chance to draw my bow, but I also got a chance to not take a shot. And also you know, to that, I mean, part of me, I was excited for you one to be there Two, I was, I was, cheerleading right from the from the bleachers there wanting you to arrow an animal but when 
you got back and that wasn't the case, I think I was, I was a bit, I wouldn't say happy, but I was glad that it didn't just happen. Happen that way. You know what I mean? Because I I think that's, that's a, a bigger, a bigger lesson than you going down, sitting in a blind, boom, here comes a deer. Do you, you know what I mean? Would you have noticed the swirling winds? Would you have noticed, you know, how in tune, you know, your hearing becomes and you start hearing all these weird ass sounds, your ears ring to a point until you get used to it. You probably wouldn't have noticed it. You know, I don't think the takeaway is the same. I don't want to say, like I said, I was happy that you didn't, but part of me was like, hell yeah, now he's going to really get it. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't just I don't argue that point at all because now that I've had time to reflect, I I, I feel the same way. It's one of the best things that could have happened to me. I had three full days, six sits of at least four hours, at least more than more than that on occasion, but no less than four hours. So I sat intently, ears wide open, heart ready to go, finger on the trigger for no less than twenty four hours intently listening to, to armadillos come scratch the dirt and being up in high alert because like that could be the next one that's coming up the side of the blind or listening to dare come in or seeing the squirrels move. And, and you know, I, I, I spent time on alert. I spent time with high anxiety and, and, and for nothing to come about of it. And the best thing that could have happened to me is I can now, I now know what that feeling is like to sit through a hunt. A hundred percent. Because again, I, I was at a draw on an animal. I just, within that second of it happening, the shot just didn't happen as he walked back in. But nonetheless, I was there. So that feeling is absolutely, it, it, it's so hard to describe. But to your point, you're absolutely right. I, I have at least been through that. So if that was to be given to me, or not given, but if that was to happen on the very first morning, one and a half hours into my very first day, my very first sit, my very first hunt, I don't learn half of what I learned the next couple of days because I'm so high on on the on the on the excitement of what I just did that even if I do sit and notice a couple of things, it's not the same because all I'm thinking about in the back of my mind is the hog that I already killed. I, I missed half of the whole point, so there was a lot to learn from that. There really was. That, that's right. So, I mean, that's perfectly said to my point, man. And then you said something, you said something, and I'm going to check you on it because you know how I am. You said, you know, sit, sit there and nothing to come about it. Um, oh, that, that right. to me is, I think, I think the opposite of what you went through. I think you got a hundredfold of what you would have got had the scenario been that hour and a half arrow that pig and you know jump up and down probably you know stand up in the blind and knock it over (laughs) (laughs) fall on top of colin (laughs) that's how to do it colin's a big boy let me tell you that that's a (laughs) colin's a big man so but uh but yeah no i didn't mean nothing about it bro so good call out good call out but well i I meant i i i I was thinking too far ahead of myself well what i meant by nothing about it was <clears throat> was actual harvested, you know, right. by the fire no, cooking backstraps. No, I know, so, I know what you, you meant. Know, I just there wanna, was so much to come out of that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I good think follow. it was. I think it was a great experience, man. Watching that video the first time, and I was like, "Shit, there's a shot. There's a shot. There's a shot." Yeah, and you're going, "Where's the pig?" <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's so freaking yeah. relatable, man. Because there's times where you're drawn and you're just going, "I don't have a shot." Right, and then you replayed in your head, and you're like, "Damn it, I had like 15 shots on that thing, man." Yeah, a- yep. 
<laughs> yeah. Re- okay. So for any, all right. So for any new hunter that's listening to this, that's going to come into this podcast and listen to this one also, right? Get ready to know what it's like to relive yeah. your first. <laughs> you are, if, if you are unsuccessful or, or, or if you don't physically harvest an animal, get ready to sit until your next hunt. And think about every opportunity because guess what? At the end of the day, you had at least three shots. That Guarantee was, you that. That's new. So. That's new, experienced, avid hunters, pro hunters. <laughs> that's all of us, bro. That does that. That uh, part of the game does not change, especially oh, on on blown opportunities. It doesn't change. You're constantly yeah. evaluating your approach when you don't get something done. I learned that I needed to be faster. Uh, or, or that I could have been faster. Sorry well, to cut you off. No, no, no worries. That is, but that is what, in my opinion, at least for me, that's what keeps me going, right? Is is getting to that point where I don't, and you'll never do it, right? You're never going to have those, you know, give me's. It, it just doesn't happen in this game. And that's what the drive is, you know? I've been chasing the same deer for two damn years in an area that I should just go into it with a rifle. And that's part of it that's why i go back and deal with it and i get beat up and i love every minute of it and it's like getting down on his level if i can arrow that deer that man i'll never go back to that freaking place again (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. but that's but that to go back to how we started this all right about the why i got into it and 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 the the misconception is that 30 minute video doesn't show you what this type of effort that goes into this hunt is. It takes a certain person to not look at this as defeat or not look at this as loss because there's no failure in what we do. This is a lifestyle, right? So, so this is even, there's ups and downs in it, right? But there's no failure in this. So it, 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 it takes a certain person to do this because I, I got a lot of people asking, oh man, now that you didn't get it, how do you feel about hunting still? Fucking love it. Uh, it's the same. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, like, what do you, like, I don't even know how to entertain that, that conversation on like, to me, there's not even an answer for that because, you know, but, but you have to, you have to know that, that this, like you said, it's nothing's a chip shot. Nothing's going to be walked in front of you. Paid or not paid public or private. It doesn't matter. 13 years or one year. Not, nothing's walked in front of you. This is hunting. You have to know that this is going to be your reality. And guess what? That, that, that non-harvestable hunt that I just had has you and I having a laughable, great conversation and learning stuff from it. Well, yeah. So, like, look at how much comes of it. You know, it's incredible. So, so what did it? What did that? So, you guys were in a you're in a hard blind, right? Um, and then, like I said, when I watched the video, I saw shot opportunity, and, we, and you and I kind of talked about shot placement, and that's one of the things. I mean, there's you know, we we see posts and pictures and. You know, we look at anatomy and things like that. Um, but for me, I saw, you know, I saw a quartering shot. I saw a broadside shot. I think I even might have caught a frontal. Um, where where was your head in that when you're looking, you know, for that shot opportunity? Because I know a lot of it is like, hey, that broadside or that, you know, slightly quartering away shot is um, what people consider, you know, th- yeah. the best shots. I've taken just about every opportunity you know, knowing that anatomy that, that I could, I've taken frontals, man. I've taken, you know, hard quartering aways. Um, what did that teach you, you know, 
sitting there and then watching that video and then going, oh man, that, that was, that wasn't, that was, that wasn't. Um, understand your opportunity better and to not wait. Don't have that hesitant moment thinking that that perfect broad shot, broadside shot is going to happen the way you've waited this whole prepping time for that shot to happen. It's, it, it's gonna, it, it will present itself. The broad side shot will be there, but there's other opportunities to take a shot. And part of the reason why my shot didn't take place was due to the fact of me looking back on it. Uh, not, not, I, I wasn't fast enough to, you know, in, in the process of dissecting it. So the video in the film that you see, uh, or the photo of him broadside is where Colin is first starting to call this out and he, and he takes the photo and he sees it perfectly. I'm sitting to the left side of the blind. I'm not at draw. So this is another thing I learned too, right? Yeah, so when buddy. there's an ad, yeah, right. So this was, this was a huge, huge look back teachable moment for me. When Colin had said hogs were coming in, I shouldn't have, right, exactly. I didn't draw my bow. I was like, oh, really? And I decided to wait two seconds and go, well, let's just be quiet and wait two seconds. And I waited like three seconds and he's like, hog, hog's coming in. And still, I'm waiting another second or two and I wait to go lean forward to see what he's meaning, right? There's my first teachable, coachable, learnable moment was that when, I, when he said hogs are coming, I should have been at draw, ready to draw until the sun went down at the red of the night, ready to take the shot, but I didn't. So what happened was, is I leaned forward. I saw the hog facing forward, semi-corded to us. And that's when I sat back up and I decided to draw my bow. By the time I drew my bow and I sat forward and Colin was letting me know that my opportunity was leaving and I was ready to go. And he was telling me 40 yards. I had a moment where I didn't understand where on my site to get him at 40 yards because I didn't see his front shoulder anymore. So in my mind, I went, oh my God, perfect shot's not there. And I had to rethink that moment. Well, that rethinkable non-perfect shot moment takes too long to rethink about because it ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there anymore. Right. You're thinking about something that's not there anymore. All right, it's gone. You either got to release this arrow or you don't. And I froze. I, I, I can't, I froze. Let's just put it, let's just leave it at that, right? Because that animal I, I had seen about his last two, two or three ribs, gut shot, backhand, walking into the tree line. And there was just low-cut cedar. So, yeah, I absolutely could have put a shot when he was front quarter away, looking back on it. And this is to go to my point about new hunters being, you know, be ready to have time to reflect. Because, yeah, looking back on it, I had no less than probably three to five shots on him. And someone who's experienced like yourself, like when, like in, in Colin, uh, when you when you guys dissect that video, your shot opportunity goes from like probably ten to twelve. So I had I've had a lot of time to learn. I've had a lot of time to reflect. I've also had a lot of time to eat my own stomach apart. Thinking, <laughs> damn, like you know, like damn it, don't do that again. Like there's target practice is good. Okay, I sit in my driveway, I shoot my bag target, I hung my 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 hog target over it. Shot for thirty something days straight. I felt I, I recorded it. Everybody saw it. Beautiful, right? But looking back on it, that also drove me into one shooting frame mind style, and it didn't 
it, it hurt to a certain degree because in the moment, the one thing you can't understand by watching these videos is how fast life happens. Life happens so fast. I'm going to say time, that, that clip was yeah. what? About six seconds, I'm going to say? It was, I think the whole thing was 14 seconds long. And from the time I, by the time we, I realized that I, I was, because I was told pigs were coming in. And so I was also told that when you hear pigs are coming in, be patient because you got to get them, we got to give them time to get to the feeder. So originally I was told pigs were coming in. So I did think I had time. When I peeked my head forward and realized that there was a single boar and he was big, I drew my bow. There was about four seconds from the time you hear me draw my bow till that hog disappears into the tree line. So from full draw to understanding three quarters of our last conversation, over the last three minutes happened in blink four of seconds. <laughs> four, four, four seconds. I had to dissect all that. And I, and, and in that four seconds, I froze enough to not let my the arrow go that I drew. I, cause I drew on him, but it, he didn't stand the way I envisioned this shot to go. And, it, and, and, you know, that was life again. <laughs> it, it, it definitely isn't the the first or last time, right? I don't care how many years you get under you. No, that, that scenario will repeat at some point. Uh, you'll you may be better prepared, right? It's gonna, and in my opinion, what it's gonna do is now when you go and you, you're shooting down the driveway or in the backyard, you're gonna be angling that pig target. You know, looking at those quarter ways, quarter twos, and starting to understand that anatomy and where you could actually place that shot. Can I get behind the ribs? You know, and 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 aim towards that offside shoulder. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's a, uh, it, the one thing that I and that draw I, to release time. Yeah, I, I think, but that's even going to kick your ass because I've been there. You know, you're walking through the woods and like, okay, I'm in the area, and I don't have one knock because I'm, you know, I'm still getting there, and then boom, there's an animal, and you're like, oh, right. you know what I mean? Where's this? Where's that? And it's like, oh man. Yeah. So you, you never stop learning those lessons, man. It's just, I think it's par for no. the course. But that, again, to me, that's that's part of the game, man. It, it just, it's one of those things that keeps you going and, you know. And there's scenarios, man, where you go out there and it's like. It's the like, best thing that could have happened. Yeah. No, I agree. Definitely. You know I agree with that one, man. As reluctant as I was yeah, to say that to yeah, you. Yeah, it's the best thing like, that could have happened. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it was hard for me to say that to you when you first got back. But it was like. I, I didn't know how else know. to respond to it, <laughs> but but the, again, you just do. You 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 have a friendly conversation yeah. like you and I are. You you say what a friend would say. You know what I mean. But so. the takeaway the takeaway is so much greater, bro. That's what I love about it, right? Is and I don't know how that sounds, right? But going out and getting your ass handed to you and breaking down that expectation, right? And is is huge it's a big deal and it really to me it fuels the fire i think that 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 puts another spark in you to to up your game it's going to up your game the next time you're going to be that much more prepared and ready for though at least those scenarios i have a whole different way of training now that taught me so i have i i had my beginning way of learning and training right and now i have a whole nother way it showed me so much more. I have so much more to learn. I can't wait to dial back in on several different things in several different ways. 
you know, I'm excited for it. It taught me so much. It's like I said, it's one of the best things that could have happened. Yeah. And it's badass that you're walking away from that experience like that. Um, you know, there's folks that get defeated, man. You know, I'll screw this. You know, I, I have a buddy. Yeah, yeah, I, we went out, we were going out for a couple of years when we first started. And, uh, yeah, he just, you know, he was like, this ain't for me. I'm done with this. Yeah. Well, I, Teach his own. It's hard work. You know, th- this is work. This, this isn't, it's, it's like I keep saying to everybody, it's a lifestyle. This isn't something you're going to pick up on a weekend or a two week summer vacation somewhere because you went up into the mountains and they got an archery rental place. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, this is a lifestyle. And that's, that's, I learn that more and more every day. The more and more I grow with the community and, and, and meeting people and things like that, it, uh, this is a lifestyle. Be prepared to live it. You know? So one of the things, man, that uh, that you brought up there is uh, community there in your last in your last statement there, man. So let's talk a little bit about that, because it's been your, your journey as short as it's been, has been filled with a ton of new friendships, um, you know, and, and, and some huge community support from from the hunting community in, in your new venture, man, here in life with uh, with this pursuit, man. So why don't we talk a little bit about that and you know, how that's affected you and the shock and all that you received from all that. Oh yeah. So I, I started a show called journey to the hunt, um, several weeks. I'm actually coming up on my, my 12th week. So, and it was basically, uh, it was to start learning about the hunting community, about terminology, about, uh, hunting aspects, about, you know, what people do and how they do it. And through doing that, and me reaching out and asking a lot of questions to a lot of people, I realized that you know, there's a lot of people who are willing to talk about their hunting when you ask them. So I kept asking away. And the more I asked, the more I kept meeting people and realized that there's so many great people in the hunting community, except no one's out there being boastful about it. You know, and no one's out there like beating their chest about hunting because there's this, there's this feeling in the hunting community, like that I noticed from the outside looking in that, you know, and, and it does happen, but that being a hunter should be something to be, uh, you know, ashamed of. And it's not, you know, it, it's one of the most beautiful things that, it, you know, that someone could do for their family, in my opinion. So I, I started to talk to a lot of people and, um, and the community started growing and, and, uh, one person leads to another. And then next thing you know, you know, you're, you're interacting on people's posts and you're having fun conversations off to the side and you're DMing people and, you're asking questions and, and, uh, I realized that this hunting community is, is just filled with a lot of great men and women. Um, there's a lot of kids and older people to learn from. Uh, a couple of the people that I learned a lot from are significantly younger than me. And a couple of them are, are a lot older and then everything in between. And so I've been pretty fortunate, um, through this show and through going on these hunting experiences. Uh, I, Eli Collin was someone who I met off of Instagram and, got a chance to go on a collaborated hunt with him. And, um, but yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, this Texas hunt really opened up a lot for me. A lot of the community uh, had reached out to me, which was truly humbling yourself and many others, uh, you know, reached out, put a care package together for me, um, uh, which was again, in itself, it's the most humbling thing to, to know that there's so many people with such big hearts out there that, you know, are somewhat timid to express who they are. You know, I don't want to call it out in a bad way, but 
you know, you, I'm kind of a little bit like you, you know, we'll call things for what they are. And hunters are, are sometimes I feel almost afraid to, to put themselves out there because they don't want to get the kickback. But, you know, this community is just, is, is, is so open, is so grateful, is so humbling and, and is so knowledgeable. There's so much knowledge in the hunting community of how to live just true, good, organic lifestyles, to put organic meat on the table. And I've been really fortunate to meet the right people, the right groups. Um, you know, we're all part of different communities at one point or another now uh, through this Instagram and social media world. And which is quite crazy, you know, when we, when you think about it, how so many of us can, you know, have the same table talk conversations on a daily basis, except, you know, we're just on all different parts of, I want to just say the U S now, but you know, the world, <laughs> it's what man, we're worldwide. You and I, and several others, I mean, we're interacting with people worldwide on a daily basis, not a, not a regular daily basis. So this community is incredible. What, I mean, what more could you ask for to, you know, so I, I'm thankful. It definitely is a, a lack of a better word, an odd thing, right? And, and, to share, to be able to share an experience with someone that you can relate that well to, right? And 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 want, you know, when when everybody came together around you after that hunt, um, it was just we were happy that you were there, and and to see, you know, that success that you had there, even without that, you know, without that shot, um. It just, it's phenomenal to me, man. And that's what, one of the things that I've been chomping on with the podcast since I started is how do we, how do we spread that community message? How do we make ourselves better? How do we bond the hunting community together even better? So we're stronger and we keep forging away. And one of the things I, you know, I talk about with quite a few people is the threat to doing what we love. Um, yeah. And I think that that yeah. community part, man, it was, it was such it was such an eye opener, even for me, to see how willing everyone was to just, you know, just be like, "Hey, let's hold them up." We didn't know how you were going to respond to that, you know, but let's hold them up and 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 just keep them, you know, keep them steadfast to this, man. And thank goodness you're the dude that you know you you, you got your heart and your head into it. You weren't going to back down from it. Um, no, but it was just no. it, that made it full circle. It was just it was a bitching thing to see, man. Yeah. So from the outside coming in, and when I say the outside coming in, I mean a 38 year old husband, father, non hunter, non outdoorsman type of person who's just getting into it. Um, yeah. What I started to notice was there's a lot of guy, there's a lot more of you out there. There's a lot more of the Amy hunters, you know, there's a lot more of the Collins out there. And I started to realize that there's so many good people with so much knowledge and experience that, you know, through social media, like, it's, you know, it's fun that we were able to, 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 that we do and we can bring everybody together because your neighbor might not be your best friend or have any likable traits with you. I hate that. But someone who lives, <laughs> he painted, hey, his, I'm just saying. He, he painted his house, baby poop green, dude. I can't stand that guy. Ah, uh, see, you know what I mean? Like, like, but, but come to find out someone who lives 350 miles away from you could end up being like, yeah. like, you know, someone of your best friends, like. I, 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 uh, I, James and, and, um, and Brandon, who are two guys off social media, the hunting student and these seven data tracker, they didn't know each other 
I was talking to one and talking to the other. And I started asking where everybody was from. And I just so happened to ask one about the other place. And they're like, oh, man, that's on the other side of the, of the mountain. So I was like, other side of what mountain? Come to find out. They were 10 miles apart from each other and would have never known each other. But through the community and through asking and people being willing to talk about their experiences and where they hunt, that those two people are planning to hunt together, I believe, at some point. Like, that's crazy, you know? But the, the willingness, the openness to accept the community. I mean, look at what we call it. We call it the community now. Right. I mean, that, it, that, I know? think that's important to highlight, right? I mean, if we had, I think if we had more of that, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions that divide us. There's a lot of, I, what's stupid as hell to me, there's a lot of gear that divides us. Um, yeah. You know, you hunt yeah. east, I hunt west. Uh, I wear this pattern, you wear that. And and to a point, right, you know, I'll razz somebody, but at the end of the day, I, I don't care, man. I started in real tree. You know what I mean? It, it just. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous, right? To I'm think- working off hand-me-downs and, and, and Clarence Camel. Yeah, and I've been uh, and, and, and I've been in front of animals. Yeah. So like, come on, you know, it, it, it can be done. Yeah. At the end of the day, <laughs> it, it really doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, man. And I was talking to Drew Rhodes and Drew and I hunt together and, uh, you know, Drew, he has a bow, man. And he's just, in, you know, in a position where his family's young and he's grinding it out and, you know, his priorities aren't in his gear. And he's like, man, I'd love a new bow, but I'm going to, I'm going to just resuit this bow. And that dude could drop dimes at a hundred yards all day long, man. And, uh, Crazy. you know what I mean? And it's like, it, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter what we think that divide is. We're, we're out there pursuing the same passion. We're out there pursuing the same dream or however you look at it. It doesn't matter whether you're sitting in a freaking tree stand or, you know, you're walking, you know, into the back country of, of Colorado or, or Idaho for, you know, 10, 12, 15 miles. It doesn't matter. It's the same pursuit at the end of the day, man. Yeah. I think it's been bro. I think it's been. So from my standpoint, my perspective, me, Alan, Nate speaking, I, I think it's been so commercialized that I, it, it's, it's gone. It, the commercialization of this has turned it into, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, not conflict, but it's a competition, right? Like it's been so commercialized that it's been turned into competition. So it's like, if you don't have what, what came out this year, the newest, the best, the latest, that it's almost perceived as if you're just, you, you know, you need it to be successful. Right. So I put a post out, uh, several months ago about broadheads when I was learning to figure out broadheads and I, and I kept, I, I kept wanting to know what was wrong with last year's. And I kept asking a lot of people about what it was, you know, what was wrong with last year's because I didn't know which ones to buy. And everyone kept saying nothing, nothing, nothing. So like, yeah, the, the, the gear aspect is, does it help mentally? Do you want to have it? Sure. Is it cool to be able to say you bought the new stuff? Sure. If that's what you want, but it's not needed. What's, what's wrong with what you used yesterday? Or what's wrong with, with what you used when you put down your last animal? That obviously worked. What changed? Like, I think we, I, I think sometimes people can overcomplicate. Oh, hell yes. You know, and I get it right sport. on the marketing side of it or the commercialization of it. I get it. It's necessary. It's business. I, I totally understand that. And, but I will qualify it to a point when we start talking about, 
in my opinion, one of the most important tools out of your outside of yourself is that broadhead. Um, not all are created equal, so I will qualify that. Um, right. I, yeah. And, but I got my opinion. I meant it as it, a broader right. term, I guess. Right. I, I meant it as the broader, like the, don't let the equipment base drive you. Know yourself before you before you allow your equipment yeah. to dictate who you are. Yeah. You know, you can like, go get it done with you know with. A Walmart broadhead, if you're hunting, you know, I don't want to say Walmart, I shouldn't say Walmart, but if you get it done with, you know, yeah, a I get it. $20 I get it. three pack, you know, it, it might work for, for a small body deer, um, you know, or, or something smaller and it's not going to work on an elk. So you really got to consider what you're, what you're chasing. I, I, but right. you know, there's, to me, the broadhead is probably the most important aspect of what we do. So I scrutinize that a little bit, but that wasn't meant. Yeah, I didn't mean to open that can of worms. That was the wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I was using that. You and I discussed this at length when it, when I first came out with that one. So that that wasn't what I meant to say, as, as in the, the comparison of the broadhead to what we're dropping. I, I meant it as, as in the aspect of don't allow your equipment to you know dictate your confidence. Yeah. Well, no, if you know, I be, didn't be confident in yourself first. Part of that you know? is if I didn't qualify that, we would have been crucified. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, hey, well, good catch once again. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh, so you know, playing off of the community aspect and and basically, you know, what you've built around, you know, Alan Yates, the hunter at this point, how has that thus far impacted you? H- has that how has that changed your outlook on hunting? Cause I can't b- imagine that it's anything outside of phenomenal. Oh, it, it, if there's a stronger word, please help me find it. You know, um, it's, it's my drive and my passion is just growing by the moment, by the day. Um, I know that this is what I want. My family knows it. My, the, the, all right. So what's, what's the biggest change for me is my family involvement went from thinking that this was cool to, you know, asking and helping me plan trips and wanting to be part of it to my family, just having some uh, venison the other night for the first time so that they can start to understand what it's like. Like that's been the biggest part of it. And then meeting, meeting the amount of people that I have and the friendships that I've made and, and the open door opportunities that I have moving forward to gain memory you know, because part of what journey to the hunt is for me also is to, and everybody knows this. And if you don't, I'm saying it, my goal is to travel to meet as many of you guys as I can and to hunt as much as I can. That's, that's the goal. I, I, I want the community. I want all of us to be able to hunt, hang out, barbecue and, and have camaraderie, you know? And, and to me, it's, it, um, uh, meeting this community, meeting the hunters and being part of, this lifestyle has been a lot. It, it gives me drive. It makes me excited every day. I can't wait to wake up and learn, prep, organize. Um, there's always something to look forward to. And, um, and it makes me want to work harder as a person. You know, I picked up a second job so that I can stash away a little bit of money because, you know, that's the, that's the lightly spoken about aspect of this. It's the well-known, lightly spoken about this costs money. Hell yes. This costs a ton of money. This costs a lot of money. Like it, it, unless you own your own property and even still, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It costs a lot of money. Right. So, um, it, it gives me drive, man. It, it gives me drive. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And I still, I'm chock full of drive just like I was day one because I still haven't fed my own family with something that I harvested. So I'm ready. 
you know, and, 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 and I love the feeling I have. I, 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 I love what I'm doing right now. I really do. I love, I, and I, and I love, I love the feedback from, from you guys too, because I didn't know what was going to happen when my 38 year old, you know, at that time, 250 pound fat ass husband, father, never shot a bow trying to think I'm cool ass because I saw it on sportsman channel on Saturday. <laughs> like, I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going to come about of this. I didn't know if I was going to give it up in a month or two because I got, you know, my, my birth, my, my wrist up trying to shoot a bow seven times. Like, and it was too cold out. Cause when I bought it, it was winter time in Chicago, but it didn't, you know, and, and here I am. So I love it. I, I, I love it. I love talking to you about it. I love talking to, to anyone who wants to talk about it, you know? So this is what drives me. So back to that impact, man. One of the things that you and I talked about and I tell people all the time, for me, it was a life changer. Like it, it has made me, a, in my opinion, it's made me a better person in, in all yeah. facets of my life, right? I mean, from work to I being agree. a husband to being a father, I, it, it's the grind that you yeah, have you to move put in. Differently. Yeah, um, how, how have you seen that? Have you seen that? And I And I understand, right? It's been a few months and you've had the one hunt, but have you... Have you seen that change? Have you felt that change in yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I work harder. I, I, I yeah, I want to be in better shape. I want to be a better person. Uh, um, um, I, I, I was very, cons- uh, I very much cared about conservation before, but now it's like a focal point in our family and our life, you know. And, and yeah, it's changed me completely. I'm not who I who I was seven months ago. At all. Some of it's hard to explain because you just, you feel just genuinely good. Right. So like, how do you explain that per se? Cause it's a feeling. But yeah. I, I just, I feel good. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm motivated. And, um, and the learning, I feel like when you're learning stuff that you care about and, and, and you wake up and there's still something else to learn. And then there's still one more thing. And there's another person to teach you not like you look forward to the next day. When you have something to look forward to, the days are easy to go through. And, you know, that's what that's opened up for me. Yeah, that growth is crazy, man. Oh, man. It's wild. It's awesome. But it's, it, yeah, absolutely. Did you, did, there's one thing Uh-oh. that, there's, <laughs> there's one thing, it's not a bad, there's one thing that us hunters, when we, when we walk down this path, right? And I don't care if it's new, old, when we get fired up about something, you know, we start going after this new pursuit, whether it's, you know, trying to get a slam or, hey, I hunt deer, but now I want to hunt elk or, you know, I'm going on that once in a lifetime, you know, stone sheep hunt. Did you realize how absolutely flipping consumed your head and every moment that you have was going to be when you took this on? Like, it, like you have, no. no one explains that oh, to no. you, right? You can't, oh, there ain't no. no amount of explanation that get anyone to understand, especially, especially mama and the kids when they're like, well, are you going to come in here now? Oh, dude. Oh, this, this, that's so hard. You almost can't. This is a whole nother podcast to have that conversation, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 torched up, I'm consumed, I'm wrapped up. Um my wife has to disconnect my phone from my hand sometimes now. I, I it's yeah, it, it's a drive again, it's it's a driving force. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah, it's it's uh again, no YouTube, 
no video, no, no Instagram live, no, 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 no show or nothing's going to try to explain to you the feeling of, of absolutely total consumption oh, of dude. your life. It was, you know, it's amazing. It's crazy. It was funny today. So, you know, today is Wednesday and for us, you know, guys yep. that like chasing elk, it's Wapiti Wednesday and we're, you know, yep. There's a couple states that they're they're less than you know three weeks away from season. For my elk season, I'm looking at September 1st, and uh, it was so funny today, man. I'm like, I wake up and it's just you know elk, and I'm I start scrolling, you know, and I'm looking at people's posts, and everybody's like, I can't take this shit anymore, you know. It's a season's yeah. almost here. There was probably 40 or 50 posts for for the Wapiti Wednesday hashtag, man. That it was just it was hilarious to watch. And it's like people aren't talking. Oh, yeah. You look at the post and it's like 30 seconds apart, a minute apart, and everybody's just losing it, man. Losing it. You can see the countdowns happening. Oh, dude. You know, everybody's everybody starts their countdown at this point. And that, that's what I mean. Like this with, with 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 this sport, with this lifestyle, with this choice of what we do, uh, it's always something to look forward to. You're always on some sort of a of a of a countdown. Shall you call it right? So, for every day that 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 you see that revolving clock minus one, you know human human instinct tells you that you're 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 in, you're gaining right, and then everything that you gain, you feel satisfaction out of that right. So every day that that clock goes minus one, there's growth, there's excitement in that. So there's something to look forward to it, and that's what this sport brings. It's crazy, man. I you know? mean, whether it's physical or you know getting those shots in and it's just nonstop, dude. It is nonstop. Yep. But I, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. No, no, I'm dumb. I'm, I'm hook line sinker, baby. I'm done. Sold. That's it. I'm all right. I'm, <clears throat> we're looking to buy a house in the next year or so. And it's already well known that the house will be purchased by public land or will purchase land enough that, you know, I could food plot or, so like, like, like this has been part of my lifelong plan now. Like this, this me hunting has to come to the table on life decisions now. Right. <laughs> so, and that's, I think they, that's really a wise choice in my opinion. Right. If, if you, if you set yourself up to be in that, and I know, I know a couple guys that, that, and they've straight up told me like, dude, I, I live this way because I, my life revolves around elk. My life revolves around the mule deer around this property. Like this is why I'm do what I do and work where I work because this is how I want to live life. It's um, my goal. Um, that's my direction. My that's that's my direction. As young as I am in this game, it doesn't matter when you know what you want and you have life goals and you've you know that's my life. That's where I'm going. I'm buying my own piece of land at some point and we're, we're going to keep it moving. So with that being said, do you feel like because of your age that there's a level of, I got to hurry up? Wow. Dang. That's a decent question. That's a good question. No. Yes. I feel like, I feel like I have a lot of anxiety to get my first one under my belt. You know, like I, like I can say that this is my lifestyle. Right. And, and I have a few months. So like to use that word lifestyle, most guys that have been doing this, who are listening to this are going to be like, you know, 
there's only so much work you put in. This isn't a lifestyle yet. You know, you got to get a couple seasons in and things like that. But um, I, I do feel like I want to put one on the board sooner than later, but I don't feel rushed. I feel like, I feel like I'm at the right time to start this because I know that I want this to be a lifestyle so I can incorporate this in my lifestyle plan. So I feel maybe more anxiety than rushed. If that, if that answers your question. Yeah, it you does. Know? It does. Cause so, uh, what about the, what about all eyes on you? What, what level of pressure do you feel? Um, because you put it. yourself out there. Do you feel a level of pressure to get it done with everybody yeah. watching? Yeah, but I like it. I, I love it. The, the, you only put the amount of pressure that you allow yourself to have on you. Right. First of all, Absolutely. like I, I've been through life a couple of times, like, you know, and I don't mean that like I like I'm born again, but, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been through some shit in life, you know, and so like, you know. I don't, I don't mind it. I, 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 when I opened up social media, I opened it up specifically for me categorizing my journey to this hunt and, and me, you know, becoming a hunter. So like I knew full well at that point that I was going to open myself up to a lot. You know, my sister and my wife are very large on social media. My sister has well over a hundred something thousands of followers and, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle change. So I, I knew it was going to happen. Do I feel pressure from it? Yeah. Because like now that, like we discussed, the community has come together and everyone watched and everyone was feeling good about it. Like you want to produce, but I'm not producing for them either. You know, as much as I love everybody, I'm producing for myself. Right. So I, I just need to stay the course, man. What's going to happen is what's going to happen. Like I, it, it what's going to happen is what's going to happen. The only thing I can do is just make sure that I just keep being me. I keep going to the woods and whatever I feel like I want to put out there is whatever I feel like I was going to put out there. And that's it. I, I, I plan on documenting it all. I, I, I really do. I love it, man. It's a hey, look, it, it brought me, it brought me to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Heck yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it made us friends. It made, it made a lot of other people like I'm, I'm loving this. I, I you know, I love good people, man. That's and I that, love good people. That's huge, man. That is a you just gave me the chills, dude. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it I really do, is a you big know me deal. by now. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's crazy for me. I and and I was talking to my buddy about it, you know, some weeks ago. And and for me, I'm kind of like a I'm a social recluse, man. I'm not gonna even BS it when it when it yeah. comes to anything else. I I don't. I'd rather not deal with. Well, I'm in California too. Uh, but we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm a social recluse. Now you get me talking with a group of hunters or talking hunting, man, dude. My buddy goes, dude. He goes, you're killing it. He goes, but what surprises me is that that's brought everything out in you. He goes, I'm surprised that you've dealt with me for the years you've dealt with me. You know, and it's just it's something about it. It just it seems to bring out the best in me, and and to see yeah. everybody respond the same way and and be as passionate and love it as much as i do man that shit gets me fired up dude fired up because you're not alone there's no more it's not even alone you just you know that that you belong to something mm -hmm. and i think you that's know? part of it right for here in california is being able to relate to other people 
that I mean, and Brandon, I don't know if you listen to Brandon, the hunting student, his and I, yeah. uh, our podcast, and we talk oh, about yeah. being stealthy ninjas rolling through the office, you know, whispering to somebody that you hunt. And that really is the air here. You know, people will freak out about it. And it's just like, what right. the hell, you know? It's a decision that yep. I'm making. I'm not forcing this on you. So I think that's part of it, right? It, and it kind of kind of separates you. You know, I can't relate to you. You can't relate to me. You know, I'm that dude at the, I'm the, I'm the meme, the guy at the barbecue sitting by himself, you know, and nobody else here hunts. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It, it takes it from an acquaintance. It, 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 it separates being able to, the acquaintance to a friend. You know, like you can only go so far with people because you know in the back of your head that you can't open up certain a certain part of that conversation and you and you'll never be able to because it's going to go down a road that you know you just don't want to have and there's no reason for you to have it and again that's what social media does man and and the, so you might you asked me a minute ago do i mind the pressure do i mind <clears throat> being open to it all i i would rather be open to everybody and 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 meet 10,000 people and make a and have a hundred of those people become friends without me, you know, because at that, that's the bigger picture is to grow people who are, who are like-minded throughout the world and the country together. You know, who knows, maybe you might meet someone who does the same thing as you and you, you link up with them, right? Like it's all about just bringing like-minded people together. So I plan on just staying on and, and promoting as much as I can and, what it's about man and keep rolling with it man well i you know you're doing good with it man i i what i appreciate one of the things that i appreciate outside of just being positive about it is your ability to reflect and take that information and say okay this was alan this was the elements this was alan oh shit yeah this was alan that was the elements you know what i mean not everybody yeah. can do that you know people will point it at the scope people point it at the bow people point it at the release uh, you know, it was a damn blind. Oh, it was Colin. Um, nah, but but your nah. ability to be honest with yourself is huge. I appreciate that, man. Because listen, that's life, bro. Life is life is what it is. It doesn't mean you have to like it at all. We mold our lives to you know not not everybody per se, but you know general population. We we mold our lives based off of our our terminology and our perspectives, right? Not a lot of people are willing to say like, hey, I couldn't do or I didn't do or this didn't go well because now you leave yourself open for judgment, right? Not a lot of people want to handle judgment because truth hurts. I'm not trying to go real deep, but me, I, I see things the way they are. I know how to shoot. And when I make that claim, I can no longer make the claim, well, well, my bow didn't act up, right? Nah, I said I know how to shoot. I should be able to shoot. If I've done it before, I can do it again. If you don't do it again, something went wrong. It doesn't mean that the equipment went wrong. Operator error. Hello. You know, take blame. It's not even blame. It's, it's learn. It's a learnable moment. Learn, 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 learn. Take blame, take negative, take I can't, take failure, take all that crap, shit, whatever you want to call it, and throw it out. Because that's not what happens. You got to understand what's going on. You just were giving something to learn from. Open your doggone eyes and ears. The way I look at it, bro. No, you know? that's it, man. I mean that that is so, absolutely it right there. So, hold on, brother. Conservation, man. So I do the little conservation quick on here. Yep. Why don't you give us your 
give us your conservation quick, man. Let us let us hear your perspective on that. So I've always been a man to pick up the trash in the in the parking lot. Um, I I I care about the planet. I really do. I love conservation. I, I love the fact that everything that I put, you know, everything that I buy um, goes back into it. I did not know about the Pippin Robinson Act until January. So uh, to me, that's resonated. That's, that's, that's something I feel as though is really cool. But yeah, conservation is just, you know, we all have a part in it. Um, if we all just picked up three, four, five, six items in a day and threw it in a trash barrel, and if you think about that, times seven, times 52 weeks, you know, we'd all throw away a couple hundred pounds of trash a year and it makes sense, you know? So, um, I'm actually going to the Kankakee river in Illinois for a trash cleanup. It's a two day Illinois DNR is putting it on. It's a two day river walk where we do a trash cleanup and, uh, and water clean and things like that. So conservation to me and my family is a big, big ordeal. It's something we take very seriously. I'll, I'll stop my son in the middle of a road safely. You know, he's 18, but you know, we see the box in the road or, Something like that, you stop and pick it out. You know, do right. Conservation is something that means a lot. You know, glad to be glad to be part of it. That's badass, but you know, and that's something that's pretty atypical that you said, right? Because a lot of us, when we when we talk, you know, picking up trash, conservation, we talk about you know, out in the woods or in the back country. Uh, if you're talking oh, here no, out west, right? Um, I'm a qualified a little bit, dude. I live in L.A. County. There ain't no amount of trash that I could pick up that's going to do any damn good. <laughs> um, no, I, right, but but the, but when someone else sees you do it, right, yeah, you know maybe. that that you know the lead by example aspect also. You know, like I just I see it. You know, you're right, you're right. I'm I'm not going to make planet Earth last 150 years longer because I picked up a piece of cardboard in front of Walgreens in front of my house. I'm not lying to myself. You know what I mean? But if three kids who were sitting in the back window of a car when their uncle was driving down the road sees, you know, a big, you know, five, nine, 220 pound ball guy with tattoos bending over, picking up trash, maybe that resonates with him, right? Maybe you just talk conservation in a way that you didn't think that you could teach it. I just, you know, it is an atypical answer, but when you live it, it's not atypical. No, that's like I so, said, man, I would, and most of the time what we hear is, you know, things like pack it in, pack it out, you know, pick up the trash yeah. if you see it, you know, in the woods, but not a lot of people talking about that impact, you know, just in, just in town, you know, uh, look at me, yeah. I made an excuse about living in LA County. Um, so yeah, that, that's a big one, man. Good on you for that. What, uh, yeah, we, go ahead. I'm sorry, bud. What's up? No, good. I was going to say what, uh. What is 2019? What is that shaking up? How's that looking for you? Deer hunting, baby. We going, we going deer hunting. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, I've been offered some private property to go hunt. Um, Brad Allen uh, from Tactical Testosterone on on Instagram. There, he's he's got a farm in Indiana. So come October, I'll be heading out there for a deer hunt. Be sitting up in the blind. Um, Super stoked for that one. And then Illinois has uh, a first-time hunters program, and it's called the IRAP, I-R-A-P, Illinois Recreational Access Program. And what it is is um, private landowners um, open up their land for lease to the DNR, and through that, through an application process, you can put in 
And what will happen is you'll be given access to private land uh, for a two-week time frame in the either first two weeks of October or second two weeks of October, which fingers crossed, if you get it, you want the second two weeks because the rut's heavier. Basically, it's, the rut's happening come the second two weeks. But I put it in for that. So fingers crossed that I get my application back. If I do, that'll be my very first DIY hunt. I'm doing it all by myself. I'll pack it in. I'll have two weeks. I'll be staying out there, sleeping in the car, attempting it, and going to get it in, man. Going to try to hunt as much as I can. You know, hunt Illinois. I'm going to hunt Illinois. I'm going to hunt Indiana. I want to try to get up in Michigan. There might be some plans about maybe talking about getting up into Michigan. And, um, and yeah, and then, again, whoever else wants to hunt, whoever else wants to get down, you want me to come with you just for the experience? I mean, I'm willing to go anywhere, but they're hunting for 2019. Trying to get my first one. How does that how does that work there, man, in, in uh Illinois with uh just your regular tags? You get you know, you guys got any public land tags or OTC stuff yeah. that you can tackle? Yeah, it is OTC. I definitely have it. Um so Illinois is ninety eight uh ninety seven and a half percent privately owned. Um out of that two and a half percent, it ends up being like less than one tenth of a percent is actual public land. Like we have only about 400,000 acres of huntable land throughout the entire state of Illinois. So there's definitely OTC. Uh, once you buy a tag, it's good for the entire state. Um, the entire state bow hunts from October 1st to January 20th. Uh, shotgun and muzzleloader have a couple weeks spread out, but for the most part, it, it's, um, first in, you know, first come first serve with OTCs and public land out here. So there's opportunity. Yeah. That's a good long Just, season too. Yo, it definitely is. It definitely is. I mean, that's, you know, you're talking a good couple of months and then, so I do plan on getting my OTCs. I have my application in for the IRAP, which would give me uh, granted access to private land. Uh, for a two-week time frame. And then I definitely have the Indiana hunt 100% sold and set up. And then I just need some guys from California to let me know when the next elk season's happening for me to get my ass up and, and, and go sweat my ass off with some guys from California. It'll you know? it'll take you about 20 to 30 years to draw elk tag here in Cali. But <laughs> Colorado, you know, we're tackling Colorado this year. Um, and it's OTC and then, you know, Idaho has opportunities. So yeah, man, you want to talk 2020 or 2021, let's, we can map that out, but, um, I heard Idaho is the place, man. I keep hearing Idaho. I keep hearing about it. Idaho is great. There, there's a couple things in my head about Idaho. It's wolves and it's grizzly bears. So the wolves, interesting. eh, the grizzly bears, dude, I'm a little reluctant to mess with them. Um, I'm not going to even be on that level yet. <laughs> yeah. I ain't on that level yet. I know <laughs> the wolves nah, intrigue buddy. me and, and we have, we have a pack here in California up in NorCal, um, that, uh, where was that? I think that was three years ago. Me and the hunting buddies went out and they were, we could hear them outside of camp every night and I was chomping at the bit to see them. Um, but yeah, with the Grizz man, I, yeah. I'm going to put myself in that position to put myself in that position, but it's a little unnerving, man. That's a big, bad yeah. mofo. Yeah, that takes a lot of years of prep. Yeah, you know? I, no, I don't. I think it's just you just got to go, right? I, I think it's the. Yeah, good point, actually. 
it's the unpredictable nature of them that has me reluctant. And like this year, you know, I'm taking my boy out there. I'm not going to put him in that position. I don't, you know, I'll go put myself in it, but I'm not going to put my boy in it. So, but yeah, man, we can, we can definitely talk about that. You know, you're going to get, uh, you're going to have sticker shock and some gear shock because the prep is considerably different. Oh, uh, oh yeah. And then elevation wise, I mean, that's probably the biggest factor, right? Is the physical factor and, and getting used to some of the L. Um, oh man, I, I live in the second flattest state in the entire country. So yeah, my biggest hill is a speed bump. You kidding me? So it's, so. Uh, yeah, like this year, I think we're at, uh, at camp, we're at 9,800, I think is our camp. Uh, is where we're actually where we're planning to camp. So we're like 98 to 12 and some change. Yeah, brother. So that's the yeah. only, that would be the only thing, but outside of, you know, shit, just getting your butt out here, we'll pick you up from the airport, drop you in the, in the vehicle there, man, and we'll roll to camp. We'll go. You we'll want to talk it. about something that's going to make you shit yourself? When you have that first elk in on you at 20, less, 20 or less yards, and he's screaming, and it's piercing through your soul, yeah dude it is nothing yep. but it has to i don't know how it's gonna sound oh, i saw your last video yeah. i don't know how you kept it together dude. that you is know, like, uh it's, it's heavenly yeah <laughs> yep. yeah we'll start with the deer. let me just work my way up you know what I mean? <laughs> oh no <laughs> so. you know one of the things about that elk hunt is i've i've put elk hunting off for years um work family you know both the kids play fall sports so i've put it off for years and years and years and then when I ended up saying, you know what, forget this. I got the opportunity and I'm going. Dude, every day I look back on it, I kick myself in the ass for not pulling the trigger on that, you know, seven, eight years ago when I had the first opportunity. It was like, you, you're you an idiot. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, it is, it is like nothing I have ever experienced. Those animals are just so big. They're so majestic. The, the fact that they're so social <clears throat> and the way they vocalize – and communicate there's nothing there's nothing else that does that it's like no experience ever it is crazy man it is just to be my buddy buddy kevin's got a colorado tag for the first two weeks of uh october oh no for bow nice even though it's already been rifle season things like that but now you're making me want to i'm gonna tell him i'm going with him Oh, dude, it is. Hey, buddy. Yeah, it's phenomenal, man. It, I told yeah, Brandon. I'll be out there. I invited Brandon to camp this year. I was like, man, if you can make it, we're you know we're there for a couple weeks. You know, more than welcome to come hang out with us and hunt. If you know, it's an OTC tag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's in state. It's just a matter of travel. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that's the thing. I don't mind traveling, man. Yeah, I love traveling. So I mean, I just drove eighteen hours to Texas. I drove nine and a half hours to Tennessee. For turkey on that didn't go well. I'm going on a five hour three D five hour ride in two weeks for a three D hunt, which would be a ten hour round trip in a day. You know, like man, boots on ground, go go after it. Let's go, you know? man. Well, I think it'll take you about so, thirty some odd hours to get to Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but well, we'll figure it out at some point. Heck yeah, bud. So, anything in closing, man? Before we wrap it up, anything you want to get out there? Where can folks find you? Where, when, when, and where can they watch or listen to Activate the Hunt? Yeah, so Journey to the Hunt is uh, is Wednesday nights, um, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, basically, I bring a guest on every week. And, you know, we go over, you know, 
whoever the guest is, their journey to the hunt, or I just talk about something that's late, you know, the latest and uh, updates of what my journey is and what have you. But it's on Wednesday nights, and yeah, I'm only on Instagram. I don't have any other social media background. I don't do anything else. So find me on Instagram at Alan Yates and uh, Journey to the Hunt is Wednesday nights. And uh, I appreciate you having me on, guys. Thank you. Absolutely, so, brother. It was good talking to you. This as was usual, fun, bro. Man. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, this always, buddy. We support the hell out of you, man. We appreciate, you know, like I said, your positive attitude, man. We wish you the best this season, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for, very much. Absolutely. You can catch up with Alan on Instagram at Alan Yates. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Sasquatch Fuel. If you're heading into the backcountry this season and you need some meals that don't bog you down, check out sasquatchfuel.com. Our 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head to sasquatchfuel.com. Hey guys, enter code Western Contours at checkout and save a few bucks off your order.